Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. When I was a kid, uh, for some reason, these names would stick with me. In St. Louis, there was some guy, and he had a wacky name, Johnny Rabbit. And then I found out that all the morning guys on that station were named Johnny Rabbit. When one Johnny Rabbit disappeared, another rabbit came out of the hat. Now your guides through the media morphosis. Noted communications second generation broadcaster and media strategist, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Thanks for joining us for Brandwith On Demand, the only podcast committed to helping you create great radio, usually presented in episodes of 15 minutes at a time, although this time we may run a bit long. Mm. This episode marks the beginning of our second season, and we're kicking it off with some of the biggest and best broadcast minds in the biz. In this exclusive, we'll be sharing highlights from Morning Show Boot Camp held last summer in Atlanta. And stick around. Coming up, we'll be sharing a special way for Brandwith listeners to save big on Boot Camp 30 next summer in Chicago. And coming up... One of the best morning show hosts of all time, interviewing one of today's most respected CEOs, or is that the other way around? Mm. Also, the Masters of the Morning, led by a real master himself, iHeart's Dennis Clark, leading an all-star discussion. And to get us started, some great insights from one of the trickier demos to reach... I'm Tracy Chance. We think of millennials as being a much younger demographic than they actually are. Millennials were born from 1978 to 1998. In fact, there's more millennials that are 25 to 39 than are under the age of 25. They are in the demographic that your advertiser is looking for. And they're in the demographic that you should be trying to reach. And they're very different people. By the year 2030, millennials will outnumber baby boomers by 22 million in the United States. Now, 2030 seems like it's a long ways off. It's only about 13 years. If we want to reach millennials, we can't reach them the way that we reach boomers. And it's interesting because most of us in broadcasting are much more like boomers than we are like millennials. We have to think differently. We have to get into their headspace. We have to get into their world. I kept asking questions about, what do you think about radio in general? And about 90% of all the people I talked to listen to radio on a regular basis, not as much as they used to, but on a regular basis. I said, what's your general impression of all the stations you come across? And they basically said, why is it that every station has grandpa on the radio? That's scary. And they said, no, it's not the age of the people. It just sounds like they're not for me. They're for someone else. They're speaking in a way that doesn't relate to me. Why is it that grandpa is the only thing that I can get on the radio? Second thing that I learned about them is that authenticity is everything to them. And it doesn't matter a little bit. It matters to them a lot. One of the questions I had from a group of alternative stations that I work with is we, we did focus groups. They wanted to know why it's becoming so difficult to sell tickets to their festivals and concerts. Uh, attendance keeps going down. They keep dropping the ticket price and they still can't sell tickets. They bring bigger and bigger acts to their concerts. And it's harder and harder to sell tickets to these things. There's a lot of reasons for that, which we'll get into as we go through the presentation in a little bit more detail. 
But what you represent, what you stand for, what you believe in, and connecting with the DJs, connecting with the talent is really important. If I can chat with the talent, if I can chat with the other people who are listening to the talent and sharing this common experience at the same time, really important. And to an extent, not as much, but to an extent, local events. Tell me something I can do, something that's relevant to me. What's happening in the community right now that I can be? And they basically say, get rid of all the crap, because when I go there, I can't find anything. So fix your websites, fix your uh, social media. Experiences to them are better than money. This may change the way that we contest and promote. Giving away the $1,000, uh, $500, uh, the $10,000 uh, chance to win. Cash is still king. They need money, so giving them a chance to win money is important, but experiences to them are better than money. Why is that? Because they can brag about experiences with their friends and it gives them something to talk about and share on social media. Speaking of which... Your digital strategy is a joke to them. Uh, what can you do for digital? Number one, fix your apps. If you have an app, it has to work. It has to work right every single time. They said, the apps are a joke. I went there once. It didn't play the station, so I deleted it. If it doesn't work one time, they will delete it off of their phone, and they'll never download it and come back to it again. Make sure it works. It has to work. It has to work every time, and it has to be easy. It has to be simple, and stop trying to put too much stuff on there. Give them a chance to interact. Give them a chance to ask a question. Give them a chance to listen. Maybe give them a contest or a promotion, but don't try to make it your website. Uh, also helps to offer an incentive that has value. Doesn't mean you have to give them something for free. Doesn't mean you have to have a contest or a prize for downloading it, but a coupon goes great with them. Uh, what kind of coupons? Well, for like lunch or movies or anything that will save them money. Chatting with the air personality on the apps, on your website, really important. They want that personal connection. They want that interaction. Uh, of course, if you're voice tracked and you're voice tracking on 13 different stations across the country, it's a little hard to interact. I, I understand that. I get that. But give them a chance to ask questions. Give them a chance to get answers. Give them a chance to have that experience with you. Exclusive content, exclusive contests. Things that are just for them, that they don't hear about on the air. A reason to come to your app, a reason to come to social media, a reason to come to your website. Fix your website, get rid of the crap. First thing, you, you can take about 90% of everything that's on most of your websites and take it off there and you will get more traffic. Putting more stuff up on your site doesn't attract more people. It runs more people off. So make sure that what's on your website is important. Streaming, interacting, and winning. And behind the scenes content. Features and special programming are really, really important. Weekends, uh, appointment tune-in times, daily tune-in times, hourly tune-in times, things that are promotable, they look forward to those things. Uh, anything that's out of the ordinary, uh, it's almost like an experience. Acknowledgement, make me famous. Say hi to me on the air, mention my name. If I follow you on Twitter, follow me back. Mention my name on the air. Really, really important, that 15 minutes of fame. Tips and advice on saving money. You know, we do, everybody does an entertainment report. Um, we don't really do how you can save money by uh, uh, dressing cheaper. Uh, how to look great for less money. A, a weekly wardrobe uh, thing. Where to save money on, uh, on lunch or dinner. Uh, saving money, tips and advice on saving money is important. And promotion, how does that factor into it? Pay your bill, that's why pay your bills is a great promotion. Because pay your bills addresses save me money. 
But if you're not going to do pay your bills or pay off the credit card, instead of doing cash, sell experiences. Promote to experiences. Revenue. Now, here's the one that you're not going to be able to change because you've got somebody else who's making these decisions, but I want to challenge you to start thinking this way. And if you're a program director, if you're a general manager, if you're a group head, start thinking differently. Value exchange is important with this generation. What am I getting for my investment? I invest my attention, my time. What do I get back? Frame On Demand giving you a rare glimpse into one of the best events in broadcast, the annual morning show boot camp. Coming up, some hilarious morning show features from the annual Battle of the Bits. But first, some advice on taking control of your career in our rapidly changing industry. It's led by Ace from Ace and TJ in the morning. We're going to try to cover a lot of ground throughout the course of this panel. A um, couple of things we're going to cover, not just how to stay relevant and take control of your career, but hopefully you'll leave today inspired by the stories that you're going to hear because these are all successful people. They all got successful in different ways, and they each have something to share that we can take home because, to be honest with you, I've been coming to this thing a long time. I come here to get great bits and everything, but more than anything else, I come here to be inspired by stories like what you're going to hear today from people and, and to work a little harder and um, kind of recharge the batteries. At the far end of our panel is the poster child for dropping out of college. Mercedes dropped out of college to take her first radio job, and she's now worked in Vegas since 1997. She's been with Mix 94.1 in Las Vegas. And that's a rare thing. Mercedes, so where did your passion for radio come from? Actually, it's bigger now than it has ever been, and it's partially because this radio industry continues to change. So there's new things to learn every single day, and it's really important that you don't get too comfortable in doing things the way you've always done them because you've been in this industry for however long. It's always changing. It started for me just, I think, probably like a lot of you, just being a kid, listening to my favorite radio shows. My, one of my favorite shows was uh, Frosty, Frank, and Jamie out of Denver, and I would listen to them religiously. Like, that was amazing for me to hear that show, and the reason why is because Jamie White, the female on that show, was a voice unlike any other voice I'd ever heard, and it was because they were a three-person show, and she was not just the co-host in the background, she was funny and she was making jokes and I was like, hey, funny people that are women can be on the radio too. And, and so I liked that and that kind of got me interested in the business. Next up is Woody Fife. Woody from Alt 98.7 in Los Angeles and Alt 104.9 in St. Louis has been all over the country. Um, he worked in San Francisco, in Chicago, St. Louis, New York City. Now, here's an interesting stat, since we're all here to find out about ratings. The Woody Show took over mornings at Alt 98.7 in 22nd place. And two years later, number one, 1834. And Woody actually started his own radio station, so to speak. You were eight? I wouldn't call it a radio station. <laughs> I would call it a playing radio station. Uh, eight years old. I, just, I, don't know, I don't know why. I just always had this fascination with radio and how it worked. Like, I always thought, like, when I was really little, I always thought all the bands and shit were, like, there at the station playing, and how do they do that, and how does it work when somebody requests a song and the song starts playing, like, after, right after they say it? So I was just fascinated by how it worked, but I would make up, uh, you know, these little radio tapes for road trips with family and going wherever we were going, and, uh, yeah, I made up my own call letters, WJKR, Jeff, Kristen, Rob, and my two sisters, and um, I just, you know, 
I, I, I would call the local station in uh, New Jersey and I would annoy the shit out of Dave Heffel, who I think is still around these days, and just had a thousand questions and I just wanted to know how that stuff works. So that's what drove the passion for radio, the, the storytelling, more the Orson Welles uh, version of radio would be able to paint pictures and tell stories, not so much the going backstage at concerts and music, which I like music as much as the next guy, but that's not the reason I got into it. I got into it to you know, paint these pictures and create, like I always thought station sounded, why does the music sound so much bigger on the radio than when I played on this cassette? And like, I wanted to know how that worked. And so I still get excited. Like when I'm traveling around, if I'm here in Atlanta or if I go to New York for some meetings or whatever, I listen to these stations and when I hear a great station, I still get excited. I hear a jock that is, you know, killing it. I still get excited. Uh, right down to imaging and processing, all that shit geeks me. I've mentioned it before, but like, you know, radio's best friend, Art Volo, uh, video air checks, you know, uh, I, from the time I was just getting into the business, like watching that shit geeks me. And so like, I, I find inspiration in those things and try to figure out like, man, if I got really excited after 20 plus years in radio, what can I take from that and apply it to my own career? So I, just, I find it keeps growing. I, keep, I definitely consider myself a student of the game. I'm still as curious today about how things work and some of these new things that are coming in and I think that's how you stay ahead of things too. Do you ever go to a radio station and when they let you go and look in the studio and like when that door swings open and you step in, like the hair on the back of my neck is like, oh shit, I'm in the studio. Yeah, this we took awesome. a we took a field trip to a radio station. I grew up in Jersey and uh, we took a trip to a radio station in New York, which is now uh, Power 105, but it was like a mix station at the time. And uh, we went into the control room. I must have been in like eighth grade maybe, and I'm psyched. And they're like, well, who wants to push a button? I'm first one up, and so it was the top of the hour, and I was going to get to start the song. And I freaked out. I was asking for, is there a tape of this? And so they actually had it. I brought that shit home, and I listened to that 10,000 times. A segue. How retarded is that? <laughs> it, it was so exciting. And Sam, Jody, and Murphy have been together 20 years. They started at KRVE in Baton Rouge, currently syndicated by Colbert Media Group. 45 affiliates, multiple formats, which is key. Hot and mainstream AC, classic hits, and country. So they found a way to broaden their appeal and cover a lot of ground, which we'll kind of talk about today. And um, in their notes, Jody said she would like for you to know that she and Murphy are married. Sam has been married three times, but with a smiley face, currently available. And will be in the bar as soon as we get done. So this is Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Y'all's situation is a little different because there are three of you that come together. But Jody had an interesting answer when I was asking everybody about their passion, that your passion came from just what you felt in, in meeting these two originally. Right. I don't know if I had a passion at first. I just thought, oh, this will be fun. This has got to be a fun job. Let me get in here and do anything I can do. I'm like, I remember going, let me do all of the production or I'll do anything. I wanted to learn and do everything. It would be fun to work at a radio station for a few years. No one would want to get up this early for a long, long time. Um, and then I walked into the room and met Murphy and Sam. And I could not stand them when I first met them. A uh, <laughs> little bit. Um, but I also knew I had an instant chemistry with them. Like even before we were on together, just the three of us got each other, had an instant chemistry. There's something exciting about that. Yeah, and we sucked when it was just came. me and Sam. It was really bad. Not having the female... And, and Jody is the core of the show, just so you know. She is the lead of the show, which is very unusual. I don't know that it was as commonplace when we got together in 97. It's like Mercedes was talking about. Right, exactly. Was talking about, right. Um, so my passion, I feel like, is connected to them. You know, I don't know if it would burn the same way without them. 
Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. Right, but I do love it, and I do feel like there's something very, very special about when you're on and it's working and it's on. I guess musicians talk about that feeling of playing or whatever. It's a lucky thing to be a part of it, an energy. I made just a couple notes because I, I love the fact that we were invited to be on this panel because there's a couple things I just like to tell everybody just really quick. Make hay while the sun shines, right? So if you have chance to do appearances, whatever, take all that money, but don't live beyond your means. Save some money. That's part of taking control of your career. It's an unstable Amen. industry. People with great numbers and who are really talented lose their jobs all the time. Save some money. Also, Try to know as many people as you can. Network. It's great that everybody's here. Get to know everybody you can. You never know who's the next VP of programming. There's Fred Jacobs sitting right here. Get to know him. Get to know Dennis Clark who's here. Get to know these people who can help you out. But have a plan for a rainy day. It happens. That's super important. And that's a big way to take control of your career. The other thing is besides just being hungry and working really hard and doing all these things, sometimes no matter how hard you're working or how good you think you are compared to other people, you might not reach whatever level that you've set for yourself. And it's not because of anything you did or didn't do or whatever. A lot of the times I'm finding that it's just timing. Timing sucks. And so all, instead of being pissed and shitty and jaded about everything, like all you need to do is be in prime condition for when you are the person in the right place at the right time. Instead of getting all shitty and down about everything, just try to figure out how to take yourself to the next level so that when something unexpectedly in this unstable industry opens up, here you are, the grinder, hungry, prepared, ready to go. And then you are truly, I think, in control. So I think what we found out here, though, is in order to take control of your career, obviously, you know, the more successful you are, um, the more control you're going to have. But what you found today with everybody here is that each one of them works really, really hard. They work all the time. They found ways to branch out, and they never take for granted the personal touch of the business that we're in because that's what makes what you do every day so very special. Radio is still, no matter what anybody says, the most intimate medium where you share more of yourself on a day-to-day -day basis with a listener than anybody else ever can. And that's probably the key to taking control and maintaining a fantastic career. Amen. Mercedes, Woody, Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Thank y'all. Exploring media evolution in real time. Brandwidth On Demand. Brandwidth On Demand presents this exclusive Best of Morning Show Boot Camp as the legendary PD and morning host, Scott Shannon. Fox Radio with one of today's top CEOs, Jenny Morris from Hubbard Broadcasting. Great stuff. I'm Scott. This is Jenny. You can probably figure that out. And um, I, I have to, I got full disclosure here. I happen to be a big fan of hers. Um, I love the way she operates her company. Those of you who work for her, and there's several of you in here. Um, what is it about her that's different from other people? Uh, in radio, well, she utilizes something that I've always been a fan of, and a lot of people in radio, and I'm sure some of you have worked for someone like this, they really forgot about common sense. And there's so many people that I've worked for over the years, I can think of a couple of guys recently that uh, had, not, had no idea about common sense, but uh, she has common sense and she uses it. And the other thing, is she hires people who have a passion for our business. And I think 
the most important thing is that you love what you do and you have a passion for it. When you have a passion for it, you pursue it like nobody else. There's a lot of talented people in radio and they just, they screwed it up because they were lazy or they made bad personal choices and she hires people with passion and the third thing that she does is she listens to those people, she talks to those people and so many people that I've worked for, they just want to, they want to be a boss. They want to tell you what to do. As a matter of fact, I can remember just a few years ago, I worked for two guys like that. Oh, wait a minute, those are the same guys, wait a minute. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm happy to be up here with her and, and uh, we're gonna open the floor a little bit later on. One of the great things about your company, and uh, obviously I'm a big believer that if the leader of the company is adventurous and listens to people, you can do some special things. And you've done something very special with these stations that you have and the stations that you've acquired. There's no cookie cutter situation. I mean, you may have a culture that is similar, but you've designed a, a, a patchwork of stations who do different things. You know, you got a news station here, you got the drive in Chicago. It's not a coincidence that you've got stations in Minneapolis and in and, and little towns and they all are in number one or top five at least. And how do you go about building a culture like that? And I know a lot of it has to do with personality. You're a big believer in personality because all, almost all these stations have an anchor personality in the morning and sometimes in the afternoon. Right. Well, I can't take credit for building a lot of the success. Yeah, we but you maintained them. We bought a lot of success, to be honest. Um, but we do, have, uh, we do have a goal within our company, and we're getting close to um, the first threshold, and that is to have at least one show or personality on every brand that we can't afford to lose. And in many cases, we've got more than one. Um, KS95 in Minneapolis has always not only had a big morning show, but for many years a big afternoon show, Moon and Stacy. And I, I think, uh, I think maybe Don should change the name of his conference here to, you know, not not just exclusively morning shows, because I think for radio to b remain competitive and vibrant and relevant, we need personality in many cases throughout the day. It's a good place to bring that up. <laughs> We're glad you're joining us to kick off season two of Brand With On Demand with the best of morning show boot camp. One of the smartest radio minds in the biz is iHeartRadio's Dennis Clark, and he's a great guy. He asks some probing questions about dealing with all the changes happening today. And what he's seeing is common traits of those who get, then stay on top. I, have a, I, I just love being back here, as almost everybody is saying, you know, the, all the many, many years we've come to Morning Show Boot Camp. Uh, I love the newbies that are here this year. There's a lot of first-time uh, Morning Show Boot Camp people. Can you please stand up, take a bow? Good. Right on. Welcome. Very nice. <laughs> um, you know, uh, anybody who knows me, and there's a lot of people who do know me and a lot of people who don't, you know, they've all had these Dennis Clark meetings. I look at Murphy, Sam, and Jody there. <laughs> and um, I kind of like, I don't know what it is. I, I just go to strip away, you know, all of the interference, all of the noise. And as Scott actually said earlier, that concentration and focus on your show. 
And, um, you know, it's funny, as, as a student of Richties for many years and bit radio, you know, it's like at C-102, you know, when John Lander was there and things like that, you know, it's like we went through a fantastic evolution, and I think we have the real world MTV to blame. And uh, what happened with the real world is all of a sudden, wow, unscripted, people's lives. There's a backstory, there's a humanity to all of that. So, um, you know, that's when kind of I think radio really had a fantastic, wonderful, heartfelt uh, change and change for me. Grand with On Demand sharing exclusive podcast highlights from this year's morning show boot camp. And if you'd like to get the videos from some or all of the sessions as captured by radio's best friend, Art Bolo, click the button in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. And if you'd like to attend next year's morning show boot camp, the 30th in Chicago, we've got some great news for you coming up. But first, get out your notebook because you may want to borrow some ideas from the annual boot camp battle of the bits. All right, here's the deal. This is an idea-sharing session. If you've never been here before, this is all about generating ideas. This is probably the most valuable session of the entire time that you'll spend here because these are the things you're going to take home and use as radio gold. These are bits you use on the radio show. These are the things that feed your family, things that make people laugh, and it's a chance for you to win big, big prizes. There's $1,000 cash in this room. All right, let's get this thing started. Paul Castronovo, Miami. And this is a great bit that everybody can do. Ancestry.com. Get the freaking DNA kit. Get everybody on the show to take the kit. Now everybody discuss where you're from, what you do, what you think your lineage is. Because what you think it is, let's just put it this way. The black dude on my show is part white. I got a bit for you. Spencer? So I went on uh, three dates with three ex-cons. Honest to God. This is 100% true. I am 100% single. I am unapologetic about that, and I don't give a fuck about marriage. So, because of that, my co-host, who's married, and my uh, third Mike, who's married with four children, wants to know what's wrong with me. So they decided the only people who are really going to give zero fucks about my life are ex-cons. So they set me up with three ex-cons, and I went on three individual dates. It's a great thing if you're trying to get laid, and Spencer found love. I mean, I think he is interested in all three of them. So if you have a single person on your show doing the dates and having them come to give feedback about the person on the show, it's great character development. Highly recommend. Okay, so our whole philosophy is, you know, if you find something that's really great, do more of that. So about four years ago, we started doing Roland Ryan's Revenge. And this is great because people get payback. You don't have to look like the bully. Your protagonist has got a scenario they're going to tell everybody about, about how they've been wronged, and we have the other party on the line, and they've already gotten the revenge, and they spring it on them on the air. And you've got, you know, as long as the Bible of this is, you know, the person that calls in has got to be very sympathetic. They've got to look like the good guy. The bad guy's really got to be bad. So that went well for a couple of years, and then we decided we can spin this off because we got so many that involve deadbeat parents. It's unbelievable how many guys don't want to live up to their responsibilities. And so, you know, we've got her telling the story about how he's not paid shit. He's not in our kid's life. He doesn't do this and that. We get the guy on the air. He's usually a dick. It gets listeners so riled up. We don't have to do anything. We just let it just play out. And I'm telling you, it's like we could see the meters moving when we did this. My name is J.P. Allen. I am the show director for the Jeff and Jen show here in Atlanta. And there are three certainties in life. 
death, taxes, and internet trolls. Internet trolls are everywhere, and they spread their negativity, and it just pisses me off. So why not flip the script on the troll and think of something called, we see you trolling. You go on the internet, and you see the top negative comment. And it sucks that it's the negative comment at the top because of all of the traffic it gets from the comments and the likes and the dislikes, right? So you have to guess what the top negative comment is, and you're going to have to put on your hater hat. So you guys seem like a pretty witty smart bunch who can think quick, right? So if I throw out an example like uh, Donnie Wahlberg left a $2,000 tip at a Waffle House for a waitress. What's the top negative comment? Put on your hater hats and guess what the negative comment is. Any, any hands? He's probably banging her. Okay. Anybody else? He's rich. He's a star. He could have given her a bigger tip. Also a good one. The top negative comment was, I didn't even know that new kids on the block were still touring. I like it, man. That's my idea. I like it. Nice. Easy bit that anybody can do. Take your shot, give your bit. So I felt like I needed to represent for the ladies. Not that this idea is about ladies, but there have been like a lot of gentlemen. Oh, hey, girls. Okay. So we do something called wake-up call confessions, and it's kind of a way to really open ourselves up to our listeners and make them feel like they are, we are being extremely vulnerable with them. And what we do is we confess some of the uh, worst and most humiliating things that are going on in our lives, and you can make them up if you want, but it's also actually kind of cathartic if you don't. So, for example, um, my co-host Gavin confessed that he did pee the bed nine days ago. And that happens, and it happens to the best of us. Very quickly, he only tinkled a little bit, then he woke up. Um, and then I recently confessed that, like, you know how if you have a dog, and sometimes that dog wants to chew on the crotch of your underwear? I yeah. know. And if it, they haven't chewed up the underwear bad enough, yeah. I will still keep the underwear and wear the underwear. Oh, boy. So it's really awful stuff to confess, but the listeners love it, and you're kind of being super open with them. So I like it. God, for a minute, I thought you were going to confess that you actually furnished the underwear for the dog. I'm uh, Riggs from Riggs and Alley on Kiss FM in Milwaukee with Gibbons. Yes. Salute. All right, we have two. Is that okay? Yeah. Please. All right. First one, there's a lot of ridiculous shit on Facebook, right? We all see it. So I'll take Snapchat or snapshots of what I see. People are like, my son just graduated 4K. So I play a game called Does Riggs Give an F? So I do is very verbose, and we have a music behind the bed, like a big game show, and I go, Does Riggs give an F? And then they go, No! So I'll go, Riggs' own grandma posted a picture of Donald Trump holding a baby. Does Riggs give an F? No! So I do with listeners. I'll grab listeners' things here and there. Like, oh, I'm turning 30 this weekend, going out for girls' night. Does Riggs give an F? Probably not. But it's fun. <laughs> Listeners see if I'm reading their, their, uh, their statuses, and they're like, hey, he read my status this morning. It was great. Bandwidth on Demand, sharing exclusive podcast highlights from this year's morning show boot camp. If you'd like to get the videos from some or all of the sessions, as captured by radio's best friend, Art Bolo, just click the button in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I think we're done. That's it. You heard enough of my crap. <laughs> Thank all of you. And try not to suck.
Next time, Brand with On Demand pulls back the curtain on how to get radio usage back inside the home. We're going to learn how artificial intelligence could be your new secret weapon. Fred Jacobs and Steve Goldstein have teamed up for a new venture, Sonic AI, and they'll tell us all about it. That's a wrap, Gipper. How do you get on the listener's side of the radio to make the changes you need to make or not? Well, it's a discussion we'll have online at brandwithondemand.com. You'll find it in the one-minute marketing. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wide. or redistribution of brand with on demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. While you're at it, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us in the iTunes store or wherever you get your podcast. Your feedback helps others discover brand with on demand. Not your average quarter hour. Dave Martin and Kipper McGee. Brand with on demand.